Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. On this episode, I continue my conversation with Arax Nalbandian, the Director of Digital Marketing at TenWeb, an automated WordPress platform powered by Google Cloud. If you missed our previous episodes, here's a quick recap. Arax Nalbandian talked about how new agencies can stand out and why agencies and brands need data-driven approaches. Make sure you turn into them too. Today, however, we're going to take a closer look at the future of data-driven marketing. We examine trends, the roles of creativity, and data privacy. Let's get started. So cool, I want to talk a little bit about the future of uh, data-driven marketing, right? Because I think um, if, if anybody's listening to this right now, they're going, okay, like either A, they're doing it. Hey, that makes sense. There's some things I need to improve upon or, hey, I'm not doing it and I need to start. Okay, great. Once again, the morning shot, that just happened. Um, now let's talk about the future of data-driven marketing and kind of what you see from your side. Um, I mean, do you think that like, data-driven marketing and creativity can share the same stage. I know it's, you know, we always talk about like marketing and sales, like they're always not always going at it, but it feels like there's always something going on there. Like, and I feel like data-driven marketing and creativity um, also kind of, you know, people are like, oh, but it's, you know, but it's gotta be creative. Well, but it's gotta be data-driven. And it's like, what's that mix? Like same thing with SEO. SEO, it's gotta read, write and sound yeah. good, but you gotta have keywords in there. And it's like, what's this, this, this mix? I mean, do you think that data-driven marketing and creativity can share the stage together? Uh, absolutely, they can. Uh, you just need to focus on what you put your creativity on and uh, data can show you what you need to put that creativity on. It can show where are the flows that you are uh, like uh, lacking some effort, you need to put uh, some effort on it and you can put your creati- creativity on that aspect. Just not freely uh, cre- creatively work on the project, but just see, see where you have some issues uh, based on the data and work your creativity through it that makes sense so it's, in other words so it sounds like what you're saying is you look into the data and then you you add on creativity on top of that you're like hey let's kind of once again yeah. you look at the for seos you look at the keywords and now we figure out how we make it so you sound like a human when you're adding the keywords to your content it's the same thing with this hey we look at the data we say okay what do we have here and then how can we implement that and put in once again put create a nice level of creativity over the top so that it's still the base the foundation is going to be data driven but yet you're still going to have the creativity. So it doesn't, you know, so it still looks good. Yes, for sure. Uh, yes, in the matter of, uh, for example, you said the SEO and the keywords. Yes, you need to use the keywords, but we uh, know that uh, Google is changing so much in the algorithm and they uh, do like um, put a lot of attention in the user experience. And if your content is just keyword based, uh, the user won't be interested. They won't like read your content uh, till the end. They won't stay on your website. They won't uh, go to the different pages and it uh, won't help you with your rankings. So keeping that, that in mind and focus on data but uh, put creativity on it to, to um, make it more interesting for the user or appealing yeah. for the user and on that note of rocks please allow me to pause the conversation for a moment to talk to our audience my team and i are digital marketers who can help you combine creativity with data-driven marketing and besides helping you with that we also offer other services such as seo influencer marketing content marketing online pr and more For more on our services, or if you want to access our fully managed services, visit us at shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. And now back to our conversation with Arax Nalbandian. Can you give us some examples of companies that you think are, once again, have a good base of data-driven marketing, but yet have a, a nice phenomenal layer of creativity added to the top? Uh, I think we can take a look uh, more like in uh, 
for big companies and um, uh, take uh, for example we can um, let's say Grammarly uh, they do put a data a lot of data in their marketing work uh, they do a lot of like uh, retargeting based on like um, to, to show different videos uh, based on their data which audience want to see the, this particular video but still their videos are quite creative quite uh, like uh, their onboarding flow is quite creative uh, so uh, I think they do a great job on that. Yeah, Grammarly did a great job. I mean, I feel like the, the way that they infused themselves and made it so that you like can't live without them. You know, I mean, I, I use it every day just because it's, you know, on my email. I want to make sure I've got my periods and commas and all the other fun stuff that, that yeah. is needed, right, to, to keep things going. So um, I love that. What would you, we want to get your opinion on this too. Is So we have like data privacy, right? Because obviously that's, that's a big thing in regards to privacy, in regards to posts. Like how is that going to be a threat to data-driven marketing? Like, do you think there's going to be, um, do you think it's going to start affecting data-driven marketing? Or do you think that the, the idea of the, the data privacy is not going to, is going to hold up that we're not going to have to be, you know, I guess, held down by that? Uh, sure, it does make some changes in how we approach the data-driven marketing. But uh, basically, because we are using the data of our clients, like any every company are using the data of their clients, uh, they do have, uh, they still do have access to that data. Like, uh, they do uh, have access through their Google Analytics and other tools that they are using so they can still leverage it i don't think it will go as bad that we won't be able to use it <laughs> but uh actually it uh, provides a lot of great things because um i think you, you'll remember emails of the different types of users throughout the web people were trying to even sell it like uh, I you get uh, I used to get like a lot of emails with we are selling like uh, data of these type of people if you want to do it like we never do that but still uh, those type of uh, like uh, data uh, the data won't be used anymore, which in my opinion is good because now we're, uh, you're going to focus on your customer's data and try to work on that. Well, it's interesting. I, I literally, I just the other day got an email about somebody trying to sell yeah. some data again. And it's been a long time. It was a little bit of a flashback because I'm, I mean, back in the day, you would just get them all the time and hey, I have a database of dentists or lawyers or whatever that was. Um, and it's like, man, like it's always hard to, you know, assess whether it's good information or bad information. I have people buy lists and I'm like, don't buy lists. Like you just don't know how long ago that list was pulled. It could be from 10 years ago and you won't find out until you start getting bounce backs on your emails. But yeah, that was a little bit of a flashback. I got one the other day that I was kind of laughing. I was like, oh, look at this guy. I wonder if he's still making money doing this. Like it's, uh, you know, that's an old school tactic for sure. I'm trying to think, I want to talk to you a little bit about like the, um, the trends that you're seeing, right. when it comes to the data-driven marketing trends. Um, what do you think is going to happen in, well, we had 2020 that just passed, but 2021 and beyond, is there anything that you're seeing that you're like, hey, this is something real major that we should talk about and kind of let the audience know? Uh, I think we uh, talked about AI and uh, it's not something like uh, new. I think uh, we all see how AI is taking over uh, on different like aspects and in marketing, it's um just like that and uh, 
there are a lot of AI tools, up and coming AI tools that uh, they are providing. For example, they are understanding the language, like the um, style of speaking of the customer, so you can uh, tailor your content throughout uh, through it. So I think that AI will make a lot of change uh, and will provide a very interesting data, and we will also help the creative process based on the data. Like uh, they will, um, there they will be like AI solutions that will uh, offer you like a lot of creative. For example, creative banners for ads, creative like uh, they. I know that there are a couple of them but it's going uh, in my opinion is going to be like uh, way more tools way better tools uh, in the future that will help a lot with uh, based on the data they will provide content they will provide like visuals and um, we will be able to leverage from that yeah ai is interesting right i mean that's it's like the yeah. future of it it's like i think once you start to see the magnitude of it and what it can do because i think in the beginning it was ai's here and be like okay great and then you're like, wait a second, it can help me write content. It can help me like put visuals together. I mean, I know you guys have an AI website builder, right? Which is kind of like yes, over the top. Do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that because, you know, I don't know if people sure. understand the, the value of AI and what it means when it comes to, you know, when you have a website builder. Yeah, well, basically, as you said before, uh, our main goal is to automate all the manual hideous tasks that any <laughs> developer, any agency has. So we can leave a lot of work for the creativity and uh, take all the manual tasks. And one of the things that we uh, decided to create is our AI builder. It's been in the development for about like two years, two or three years. And it's it has launched recently, like in the past um, six months. Basically, it's super easy. You take any website even not wordpress website you just put the link there and our ai recreates um, that website for you the pages that you've put on that website and if anything uh, like you can edit everything through our editor which is based on elementor and enhanced with our premium widgets so you can drag and drop everything change content uh change images because if you are like recreating another uh, website and you don't have rights for it you need to change the images and the um the text but you have the like like you can create endless templates for your clients you can uh, recreate any website that you want and also if you have a website for example on um, a custom website or um, website uh, built uh, in other cms not wordpress you can easily move it to wordpress with the help of the ai builder yeah that's awesome i it sounds like it took you guys a while to put together but you you did it i mean that's that's not an easy like I said, uh, just the idea of, of moving anything and being able to do that and then involving AI and, and the intricacies of that. But I think that's awesome. You guys were able to put that together. I know it sounds like I could hear it in your voice. You're like, man, we were, it took so long, but here we are. We made it. So that's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. I, I think it's going to yeah. be uh, something that everybody should check out. You guys go check out 10web.io. If you guys you know haven't had an opportunity, once again, I went there and thought, oh, it's just web hosting when they originally talked. And I'm like, wait a second, it's so much more than that. Like there's so much more things that you guys have done. Um, and once again, put in a few years to be able to understand to make sure that it's done right. Um, so we appreciate that. We appreciate that for sure. I will definitely be reaching out if I ever have to move my website again, because that was like you, I think you said a, 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 it's like a hideous process. I mean, it's just not an easy thing to yeah. do. Anybody that's done that understands the pain points of that. And it sounds like you guys have the answers uh, to making it not quite as a painful as a process. So 
Um, well, cool. Now that we we have it a better understanding, I wanted to thank you for the you know all the data driven stuff. I think that was a, a, a podcast that we've been wanting to do for a long time because there's just there's just a lot of you know a lot of people don't do it the way that they should be doing it. So I wanted to thank you for adding some clarity to that. Um, but I did want to ask you. I call this the fun section, which you know I mean doesn't mean that the okay. other sections weren't fun, but this is supposed to be more fun. Um, the, if you could travel one place in the world, where would it be? And this is COVID free. So we don't, let's just take COVID out of the picture. You can travel anywhere. It's super safe. Okay. Everything is good. Where would you, where would you, where would you want to travel? Yeah, I think my answer is, uh, has always been, it will be Italy. It's uh, one of my favorite countries in the world. I've been there twice and uh, I will, uh, like, I hopefully I will be there more and I'm ready to travel there every time, anytime I feel home there. I feel like very at ease there. People are very carefree there. So it's very interesting and refreshing and it's always Italy because it's kind of uh, taking a break through like the, crazy like uh, ongoing life and just uh, relaxing i totally get that so where where in italy any any favorite place in italy uh, i do love florence and i do love my favorite city siena it's a very small city very like few people living there but it's very old and very interesting uh, i've been probably in eight cities in italy like i've traveled uh, i had a tour there um, and but Probably Siena is my favorite, and then Florence from the popular ones. Yeah, I haven't been there. God, it's probably been 15 years, maybe even longer. But I went out there with some uh, some friends that I had met in Costa Rica, actually. And we did some traveling out there and, and all in Italy and all that. Man, the food just to people, it was awesome. I, I miss that. I want to be able to go do another, not world tour, but maybe another tour of Europe or tour of anywhere. Like I, I'm, like I said, I have my list of places I want to travel to. The, the minute we get opened up and everybody's vaccinated up and we're good, I'm, I'm going to be out the door and, and going and doing some traveling. So I'm excited about that. Same. So, yeah. Yeah. You, I might meet you somewhere. You never know. You never know. I might see you. Um, so if you, this is my other question. So if you could have any superpower and this is anything, so, you know, you can think about Marvel comics, X-Men, it's anything you, maybe even something I've had people say stuff that I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that. What would it be? What would be your superpower? Yeah, I, actually, I thought about this a lot because I'm a huge comics fan, and uh, like uh, I've 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 been asked these questions uh, in in a friend group uh, a lot, and uh, my answer is probably kind of basic, but I would prefer invisibility. Uh, mm. It's quite interesting and diverse for me. It can give you a lot of perspective. So um, you can just be in the places that you, uh, like uh, people won't know that you, uh, so you can get an inside information. And uh, also <laughs> you can just uh, travel wherever you want. It, it, it's diverse. Uh, it can give you like different opportunities. So I guess that's why. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even think about the side of it. Like if you just jumped on a plane and sat down, nobody, you'd have to pay. Like, I didn't think like the being invisible yeah. is like one thing I get that. Like, you know, you want to, you know, go see what your ex-boyfriend's doing or something or, or whatever, like whatever, you, whatever you need to do. <laughs> but I, I think it would be like, I never thought about like the free travel. Like go just jump on a boat and sit down and nobody knows you're there. And you're like, yeah. you know, so literally everything would be free. God, I didn't think about that being invisible. I might have to. And about being in the. Yeah, and about being in the places that you can be imagine like in like uh, very important like political discussions or very like uh, other like interesting places that usually you won't be there, but you can be there and listen what they are discussing, how everything works. Uh, so <laughs> that can be very helpful. 
Yeah, that could be scary too. I don't know if I would want to listen to any like political stuff in the U.S. I'd be like, oh, I'll just maybe I want to, I don't want to know about everything that's going on. Maybe I'll just go over here. Yeah. But I think it would be interesting. I guess what I would do is I would want to listen and then I'd want to do the men in black thing and be able to just ra- erase my brain so I don't have to worry yes, about the things that I know. You know, it's like, oh, I don't really want to know yeah. that. Maybe I don't want to know that. That's hilarious. So do you have like any like a like a favorite book or podcast that you listen to? Is there anything that you've listened to that's either help you in your personal life or professional life? Is there anything that you're like, oh, this book is the end all be all or this podcast I absolutely love? Yeah, actually, for the books, uh, probably like a lot. Of, I can mention a lot of like um, uh, professional books that I really uh, like love. Uh, I would mention actually uh, the podcast is um, by the same person. I really, really love the um, growth hacking hacking growth book by Shonalis and his podcast as well. And uh, it, for me in my uh, career in the past years and in the, our company it has been like a great guide uh, through all the activities that we do uh, so i do love his uh, podcast that's uh, the break uh, the breakout growth uh, I'm, yeah the breakout growth uh, and also the book uh, that's uh, called hacking growth it's one of the, my favorite books yeah, he um he was the guy who coined the term growth hacking right sean was the one that came up with that i've actually yes. I've actually yeah. spoke with Sean at, at conferences, so I, I know him pretty well. Yeah, he's, a, he's a really down-to-earth guy. Awesome guy, actually. Yes, I had a chance to chat with him through LinkedIn, not uh, in person, but he's a really great guy. And uh, he's really open to communication and uh, open to help everyone. So that's very great. Yeah, he's a big heart. He definitely does. He's definitely a, a giver, which you just never know when somebody gets to, you know, when you get to that status, it's like, are they, do they want to help people, not help people? Are they tired of people? And it's like, wow, you're pretty awesome, man. That's yeah. kind of cool, which, you know, we want to give everybody a chance. And Sean is definitely a, a definitely a cool cat. Um, well, cool. If anybody wants to get in contact with you or find out more information about 10Web, um, where can they find the information? Sure, they can always contact me through LinkedIn. It's uh, my name and surname, Alex Nalbandian at TenWeb. And uh, for the TenWeb, uh, we ca- we do have twenty four seven live chat uh, with the not bots with our agents, so you can just mm-hmm. chat with them, ask your questions, and um, they can uh, they will help you with any question that you have. That is awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate you jumping on today. Thank and you. once again, shedding the light on, on data-driven marketing and how to help agencies and everything. Um, have a great rest of your day. And once again, we're looking forward to maybe working with you guys in the future, especially if, it, if I have to transfer anything over to a new WordPress website, I will be reaching out to you guys firsthand. Thank you as well for having me today. It was a very interesting chat. And uh, thank you for... Uh, asking very interesting questions no problem no problem have a great rest of your day thanks you too bye-bye i hope you our listeners have a lot to take home from this conversation in the next episode i will host another thought leader in the marketing space so stay tuned to the marketing growth podcast